Welcome to Ghibli Minute. Ghibli Minute. I'm Richard Dunham. I'm Chieko Dunham. I'm Rick from the Mad Max Minute. And I'm Julia, also from the Mad Max Minute. Welcome, guys. Oh, thank you. And gal. Sorry. Uh, welcome, people. <laughs> Ghibli Minute is the podcast where we talk about Studio Ghibli movies one minute at a time. Minute by minute. Or minute by minute is another <laughs> way to say that. So, Rick, Julia, you guys mentioned you're from the Mad Max podcast. Did I get that right? Mad Max Minute? What you tell me? <laughs> it's the latter. Uh, <laughs> we are from the Mad Max Minute podcast where we are going minute by minute through the Mad Max series of movies starting in 1979 with the original Mad Max going all the way up to 2015 with Mad Max Fury Road. And who knows, by the time we finish that season, there might be a fifth movie. Who knows? But we're going to Jump that hurdle when we get to it. Right on. And what mm-hmm. uh, what are you guys on right now? You're on the which movie? We recently finished in January. We recently finished Road Warrior, and we'll be starting yeah. up Beyond Thunderdome in April. Yep. Right on. All right. So thanks so much for joining us. Yeah. Thank you. No, thank you for inviting us. Yeah. Today we're talking about Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind, minute eighty six. Minute 86 starts with a Pajit woman telling Nausicaa that she can go free. And it ends with Nausicaa taking off her hood and handing it to yet another woman. And then we get a brief shot of the Briggs hold. So before we jump into the minute, I understand that you guys hadn't seen this before uh, we connected and I asked you guys to host. Is that right? That is absolutely right. In fact, we... Both of us saw this movie for the absolute first time ever yesterday. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) So any thoughts just in general on the movie, having just just seen it for the first time? It was like, I don't know what kind of introduction. uh, Probably you hadn't heard of it until I reached out to you. What what are your first impressions? I loved this movie. Nice. Yeah, it was... I'm a little sad. It's the first time that I've ever seen it. I think it was just so... Sweet, and an interesting way to look at the environment and how yeah. and how we relate to the environment, and how we relate to other people around us. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. a very interesting point of view, and it was so subtle in its messages. Yeah, they didn't throw anything in your face. The only thing they threw in your face was Nausicaa and how independent and fiery she is. <laughs> yeah, and what what a mysterious <laughs> power she had. <laughs> yes, but everything else you kind of had to read into things and and yeah. make suppositions. Have you got? Were you? Have you seen any of the other uh, Hayao Miyazaki or other Studio Ghibli movies? No, nothing at all. Oh, nothing the, at all. Wow. The only other Ghibli movies that I've seen, I've watched Princess Mononoke and I've okay. watched Grave of the Fireflies, but that was back in Ooh. high school, like yeah. over a decade yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a long time ago. Yeah. So I, I, it's not fresh in my mind at all. Uh, I will admit we watched the dub. We did not watch okay. the subtitled version. I know mm. you guys are real big on the subtitled version. <laughs> We're not. Yeah, yeah we've got some. We got some translation notes. That's, the translation notes that we have, since we were we don't watch the dub, are all based on this the subtitles. 
in the version that we have. And I yeah. think the, we mentioned uh, earlier on that the subtitles we're using, are, I think, are we just grabbed a uh, fan sub yes. out there. It's it's just it's just easier to burn subtitles in when you have it as a separate file, and it's just kind of easier to get, grab a separate file from from one of the, the subtitle sites. But so I'm not sure if our if the English that we're looking at here exactly matches the dub or not, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's close enough. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what did you guys think? I'm interested, like coming from like, you know, you're steeped in the Mad Max and that post-apocalyptic uh, milieu. What were your thoughts on this read of like a post-apocalyptic? I know one of the things that I mentioned to you guys to kind of rope you in to this guest spot is, hey, it's a post-apocalyptic yeah, movie. kind of like <laughs> Mad Max, right? What did you think of how that was handled? I could definitely see both of these movies being in the same universe. Mad Max is set very, very closely post-apocalyptic right like right. things are just starting to like function in some small semblance again yeah you're just and, just climbing and, out of the trough right yeah and nausicaa it's a thousand years down the road and the earth is trying to heal right and doing so very aggressively mm. yeah <laughs> so i could definitely see one scenario eventually leading into the other scenario i think they would actually mesh very well i think mm. All right, well, let's jump into this minute. So we find Nausicaa being held captive in the Pajit Brig, and she's come. To, uh, she's visited by a woman and a young girl. Yeah. And my first note, my first question is like specifically like who these people yeah, are. Yeah, who are these people? And that's... So she mentions that she is Lestelle's mother. Mm-hmm. It's weird that she says Lestelle's mother Instead and not Asbel. Asbel's mother <laughs> or not Asbel and Lestelle's mother. Yeah, it's been a long time since we last heard Lestelle's name mentioned. Yeah. So it's just a weird angle to take on that. But when you consider the connection that Nasca and Lestelle had in those final moments of Lestelle's life, like they made yeah. like an understanding connection that, you know, there's a lot of bad stuff going on. Like you've got to help. And so Nasca's like being her typical Nasca self, sets out on the rest of this movie. But it is odd that she makes that distinction instead of drawing on the person that we've been spending the last 10 minutes with. Right. It's right. the person we spent less than a minute with. And so does this make this woman queen of Pajit? Yeah, I was wondering if, like, she is queen, because if so, then her head garb is the royal crown, <laughs> so. which doesn't look as extravagant as Lestelle's hat. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Lestelle was princess, right? Yeah, she was princess. Total, it's totally established canon, right? Yeah. So she has to be, I mean, if she's not queen, she's like a royal consort or yeah, something. Yeah, or something. <laughs> a royal concubine, a member of the harem of Pajit. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Julia, you watch The Crown. And in The Crown, it, there's this whole subplot about Philip being just the prince regent instead of the... Well, what? No, you I, you know what it is better than I do. Right. He wasn't a prince at first, and but he still wore like all the finery of his position as the wife of the queen. Yeah, because my thought is that if she is the mother of the princess, like maybe in Pajit, you have the king, and the king doesn't really automatically have his wife be promoted to queen. Okay. Because she's not a princess mm. to begin with. Okay. I mean. So she's going to be like, because he married a commoner. Yeah. Right? She's still a commoner. Okay. But she would still hold, uh, think of like uh, the king and I. Mm -hmm. 
the the consorts who had children who were then in the line of succession those consorts held a certain prestige or ranking because they were the mother of the second in line the third in line the fourth right. in line yeah right. Right. or dune right the jet lady jessica i mean yeah. Atreides. Yeah. i don't want to oversimplify it but it could just be that pajit are better at self-sabotage than they are at royal finery <laughs> <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I agree completely. I would self sabotage seems to be a core competency of yeah. the organization yeah. there. Yeah. I expect that, that she's just wearing traveling clothes. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah like how Nashka doesn't necessarily wear like That's true, yeah. Her usual like fancy garb unless she's in front of her father. Oh, that's true. Yeah. It so, kind of reminds me of Star Wars The Phantom Menace when you've got Queen Amidala and she's out traveling around. She's not wearing the full headdress with right. the giant gown. She's mm-hmm. wearing something a bit more mobile, so right. to speak. Yeah. And yeah. this could definitely be that same situation. So what does that say about what Lestelle was wearing as a prisoner? As a prisoner? Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Did we, did we say that, oh, I mean, we said that, you know, Mito was able to identify her. Yeah, as Mito a was like immediately. On, oh, there's Princess Lestelle in there. <laughs> Just right away. But, yeah, so we th- we thought maybe it's because he recognized like the the earrings, just the regalia and the, the symbolism yeah. rather than like he had seen her and met her before, right? Yeah. Recognized her face. Yeah. Well, I'm assuming Lestelle was kidnapped in the raid that stole the what? What are they called? Giant warriors. The god warriors. The god yeah. warriors. Yeah. So maybe they stole her. And she was not prepared to travel, and so she was yeah, still in right. those more fine accoutrements. Right. Yeah, right. Okay, so my next question is this young woman that she came in with. So yeah. who is this? Who, I was like, I, I was wondering if she was like a handmaiden for Lastel <laughs> or something. <laughs> you know, that would actually make a lot of sense if she was a handmaiden for Lestelle. Yeah. I, my biggest question about that was... She's the exact same size as Nausicaa. Yeah, ex- exactly. Same, same height, height and same build. The only difference so, is like her hair. Her hair. So it would kind of make sense if she were if she were handmade for Lestelle that she would also be of a similar age and size. Again, calling to Star Wars, yeah, where Amidala me, had yeah. like stand-ins mm-hmm. yeah. for her own safety. This girl is wearing earrings. Yeah. Which is another thing that mm. in our discussion and analysis we've said, oh, there's princess only, status. Yeah, princess status uh, wears earrings. Yeah, could be wrong, but yeah, and it could be part of the, like that whole that disguise, that disguise as well. Thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it would also explain why this mystery woman, this young girl, was so willing to take the place of Nausicaa. Because it was already decided, like yeah, because that's already her role yeah. is to take the place and risk her life for a princess. Yeah, because that that was a huge question I had. Like why? Yeah, why is she willing to do this? Yeah, why is she so with it? <laughs> yeah, so yeah. That, that would actually make that would make a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. Now, one thing I wanted to bring up real quick because we're yeah. still in the brig room with Lestelle's and Asbel's mother is that in the English dub, the actress who voices the queen is Jodie Benson, who was the voice of Ariel in The Little Mermaid. Oh, wow. Yeah, Yeah, so there's multiple levels of royalty involved here. (laughs) (laughs) Multiple. 
We've got a former princess, now we assume a queen, talking to another princess in another animated movie. Nice. It's just royalty all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> it's royalty all the way down. Yep. Yeah. And uh, that dress that the handmaiden gives to Nasca is, is rather pretty. It would be a shame if it like gets covered in own blood later on. Yeah, yeah it, would, would, it be, would be a shame. It would yeah. really ruin it. Because mm. <laughs> that's, really, that's really hard to get out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine that stains pretty thoroughly. <laughs> <laughs> so she says, your glider may get you there in time. And I had just one uh, translation note. In the Japanese, she calls it a kite. Anata no tako nada. So I don't know what it says in the, in the English dub, but uh, I thought that was weird. I think they, yeah. they call it a glider earlier. And then, of course, it has a name, Mev, but she, this woman yeah. calls it a kite. Yeah, I think they call it a glider. Yeah, yeah, pretty consistently throughout most yeah. of the dub. Yeah. I definitely see where they're coming from, where they would think it's a kite, because yeah. when it's just tethered out in the Valley of the Wind earlier in the movie, it's flying very kite-like. Yeah. Not that the people in the flying airship here would have necessarily seen it in action, but you know they probably got a good sense of it. Yeah, I don't, yeah I don't know if they use gliders in Pajit, so that's, you know, yeah. she may have no context to call it anything, but, you know. Oh, it looks like a kite. <laughs> yeah, I imagine mm. the people of Pajit, if they want to go flying around in the air, they, they would look at the glider and be like, nope, too safe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> too, <laughs> too safe. <laughs> How am I supposed to hurt myself with that? <laughs> uh, yeah, and then so we move into the, what would you call it, common room, lounge, and it's just women and children yeah and i thought it was interesting so uh, you know most of the female dress is hoods a lot of them wear hoods yeah seems to be a modesty thing and there's even one or two women that are veiled mm. well didn't you say earlier that the city of pajit is very arid very desert-like in their climate yeah like, really? it could be more for practical reasons as well. Oh, the idea okay. you cover mm -hmm. up against the sand. So, but either way, I was wondering why this woman was veiled in this room. Because even in, like, societies that ha that use veils, mm -hmm. usually that's for when you're out in public or when you're with a man that's not part of your family. But this room is clearly... Just women. Just women and children. And then, like, little, yeah children so maybe she maybe her face is scarred with like oh. a, with smallpox or something maybe it's a Yikes. shame thing wow yeah well wow in a world with giant bugs it could be a very similar situation that we saw earlier in the movie where maybe it's a wound that only her husband is privy to see <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's I mean, right. I never want to say that they are just covering up faces because they don't want to animate said faces, I mean, but the alternative is pretty grisly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's got, and th that particular woman, she's got a nice... She's got, like, a necklace. Yeah, a nice necklace stuff, yeah. so maybe it's maybe it's her, she's just it's too uh, too high-ranking for these for these schlubs. Wow. The rest <laughs> of these schlubs to be able to look on her yeah. countenance. Yeah. So how many people do you think are, are in that room? And is this everybody yeah, it was, that they rescued from the city? I was about to say, is this the rest of Pajit just in one ship? Who knows? Uh, I'd say at least 50. At least 50. <laughs> Start out low. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, because everyone's huddled, but they don't necessarily look cramped. Doesn't, yeah, it's, it doesn't look like a big room. Yeah, I they've like got like they, laundry hanging. Yeah, I like that they have laundry. <laughs> yes, uh, hanging in the room. It reminds and there's me of like, there's like a tapestry in the back with yep. some legend on it, some prophecy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it has like a, bl- can't see much of the tapestry. It's like a giant bird-like ship. Yeah, it's hard to tell. Yeah what that is they made it very homey yeah yeah it kind of reminds me of the movie snowpiercer where everyone who wanted to survive had to stay on the move and so they all crammed into this one vehicle obviously snowpiercer is a train this is a plane for yeah you know airship for rhyming reasons yeah but you know (laughs) everyone is crammed onto this one vessel and they are making the most of it because their entire city was destroyed by bugs and you know invaders <laughs> yeah and then uh does he uh, that's maybe the next minute yeah or is it yeah it's the next minute where asbel apologizes for being like yeah yeah asbel just pops up what else do we have to say about the uh, minute 86 i appreciate in this minute that one of the older women in this room apologized apologizes directly to nausicaa to say you know we've really messed up here we treated you really bad not everyone on this boat wants to keep you in a closet yeah which is foreshadowing to the end of the movie that she feels bad for treating this one person this representative of an entire society so poorly and also the people have sacrificed one of their own to free nausicaa Mm -hmm. uh so yeah that's basically how the movie ends yeah (laughs) It's a lot. I just appreciate how when Naushka's walking through the hallways, Tato peeps through her hood. Oh, does he? I yeah, he peeps. He kind of pops out of her hood like, oh, what's going on? I'm here too. <laughs> See? Oh, yeah. yeah. He's, he's peeping out like the Yeah, yeah the he's bo- got his back, little head. The bottom of it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it just makes that, that apology just makes me again wonder like who's in charge and who made the decision and... You know, this guy, I guess the guy who was in charge the, the last, you know, last week was, we found out was, or the week before that, we found out it was the mayor of yeah, Pajit, right? Mayor. So obviously it's kind of the official government. It's not like a, it's not like a coup. No. It's not like a, you know, a, a junta or something or, you yeah. know, a, a separate cabal. It's like the legitimate government, right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, this apology makes me wonder, was it was did that plan have the support of everybody all along or was this remorse just kind of after the fact? Hmm. Maybe it's moot. Yeah. <laughs> Any notes on the uh, the voice actor for the for Lestel's mother? For Lestel's mother. Um, so Lestel's uh, voice, a- Lestel's mother's voice actor. Uh, her name is Akikot's boy and she has been in the Anne of Green Gables, Road to Green Gables. Was that the, do you know if that's the, like the anime version or? Uh, it's recent. Like dubbed? It might be dubbed, but she was also in the original. She's in Little Women TV series that I'm assuming okay. is animated and also the. Oh, she was in Galaxy Express. Yeah, she's in Galaxy Express. She was in Dragon Ball Z as Chuli's mom. Um, Mobile Suit Gundam. Is Nadia Rona? Yeah. Space Pirate Captain Harlock, the mm-hmm. TV show. Yep. Okay, right on. That's it. <laughs> okay, anything else about uh, Minute 86? I wanted to point out a moment 
uh, the moment between Nausicaa and Lestelle's mother where they hug. Yeah. And, she, yeah. and Na- Nausicaa calls her Ocasa mother. Mom. Yeah. Yes. That might be my favorite mo- moment of the entire movie. Oh, wow. It's oh, really? so beautiful and and moving. It. How long... How long has Nasca's mother been gone? Do we know anything about that? I don't think we. I don't think we know how long she's bu- she's been gone. In the in the manga, it's uh, we get a little bit more of her story. We know that she gave birth to I think eleven more? eleven other children, yeah. none of whom lived. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So she had a she had a rough time. And in the manga, there's also, you know, one of the things that Nausicaa kind of in her further adventures has to kind of face up to is her negative feelings toward her mother because her mother, you know, you can speculate on why, but her mother was very kind of depressed and just uh, was, I don't know, just had kind of like a bad attitude and was just um, was not a very positive person. I mean, yeah, I don't know maybe. how positive I would be after giving birth to 11 kids. <laughs> yeah, under the circumstances. Didn't, didn't live. Uh, yeah. So there was kind of like a lot of bad blood and and probably, you know, a lot of unresolved issues between Nausicaa and her mother. So that's backstory that doesn't really show up here, but you kind of get a glimpse of it, uh, as you said. This is, I mean, it's, it looks like Nausicaa really has kind of a, a need you know, for that mother figure or, yeah. or this connection that she's able to make is is pretty heartfelt. Mm-hmm. It reminded me of a scene in Harry Potter in um, number four, Goblet of Fire, where Harry hugs Mrs. Weasley in the same way. Okay. And he he expresses that he had never been hugged by like this before, as if by a mother, uh-huh. and how, how much that meant to him. And I, I got the same sense from Nausicaa that, this meant everything to her. She like melted into this woman's arms. Yeah. This woman that she has never met before. Yeah. But formed a connection to somebody that this woman loved and that was that was their connection. Yeah, and maybe she, you know, if she knows that this is a mother who's lost a child, right? Maybe that's something that that she, you know, that she's seen before, you know, in her own family so so she can kind of mm-hmm. She has a little bit more power to empathize with what uh, what this woman may be going through, having lost Lestelle. Yeah, yeah, a tear. A tear. It's touching. <laughs> it's very touching. Okay. Yeah. Anything else? Nope. That's all I have. Nope. nope that's all. All right. We'll see you next time then on Ghibli Minute. Ghibli Minute.